And so when I started to get into this world of entrepreneurship, I started to really narrow down the people that I was loving working with. And it was less of my everyday um, clients like searching for the perfect genes. And it was more about helping other entrepreneurs feel comfortable taking up more space comfortable telling their story in an interesting and creative way, expressing themselves through their brand photos in a way that they've never done it before. Because so many times when we go to post photos of ourselves, oh, like it just, we get like, I don't know, hundreds of photos back and there's like one that we like, you know, and we're just so we're like cringing, scrolling through these galleries. And so I had experienced that myself. And so I developed something called the Batch Wardrobe that was a blueprint, a guideline to help other entrepreneurs create six months worth of content and six outfits that they were going to look and feel amazing in. And my goal was really to help the most people as possible finally feel comfortable in their body right now without having to wait because mm. both you and I know like 10 pounds is not going to do a lot if we are still not comfortable in our bodies. Welcome to Healthy Sexy Nutrition with me, Michelle Fox, culinary nutritionist, health coach, and your host for this podcast. I teach busy professionals how to get more nutrition in their bodies and how to have more fun in their home kitchens. If you struggle with consistency or sometimes forget to make your needs a priority or you avoid planning your meals, you, my friend, are in the right place. Join me each week for inspiration to increase your energy, discover new recipes, manage your hormonal woes, and so much more. You are a busy professional, but that does not mean your nutrition should suffer. You deserve to live in a body and have a life that you love. So let's dig in. Today we are talking about one of my favorite topics, as you can see on my Instagram feed, wink, wink. If you haven't been following me yet, head right on over to Michelle Fox Love. But hopefully you've seen quite a few reels of me shaking my booty, showing off my body. And guess what? It is a body that I have finally loved. Yes, at the age of 50, I don't mind sharing with you. It has taken me a while to get to this place where I can say, yes, I love my body. No matter if I'm 10 pounds up, five pounds down, this is the body I'm in. And as long as I know that I'm showing up and nurturing my body and feeding her the foods that feel good in her body, then I feel really good. And I know it definitely helps my self-confidence. And guess what? We have a guest today that is going to help us with some tools to help you feel this way if you are not there already. And I want to read a little bit about this powerhouse, who I also call a ray of sunshine, my friend Trish Taylor. She is a former celebrity stylist turned brand stylist, and she is a marketing expert. Trish Taylor helps entrepreneurs show up unapologetically, yes ma'am and yes please, also helps to attract clients' soulmates. She also helps her clients with their online presence. 
She helps people feel worthy of being seen as an expert in their space. And she helps us all look at our fear of judgment. As the creator of the Batch Wardrobe and Magnetic Marketing Agency, Trish Taylor supports online entrepreneurs sustainably scale with a line style from the inside out and feel worthy of receiving magnetic visibility. Can you see why I'm so excited to share her with you today? Trish, I am so glad you are here. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. I am so excited to be here with you in this space and just supporting your beautiful community. Mm. Thank you. And so clearly I have a few questions. I like to call them juicy gems that I want to, you know, drop some beautiful knowledge to help our community show up exactly who they are, how they are, where they are today so that people can show up as their best selves. And so I know we're about to jump right into that. But first, I like to play what I call the rapid fire question. Would you be willing to play with me? Of course. I'm super excited <laughs> and a little nervous. Okay. <laughs> but I'm here for this. <laughs> I had a feeling you're one of my playmates and I promise nothing too harsh. <laughs> Hopefully it's all fun. Okay, sweet. So favorite movie of all time. Oh my gosh, that's so hard. <laughs> Starting off with the softball. No, probably oh, the hard one. The harder ones will probably be the softball for me. Oh my gosh. Okay, so favorite movie. Oh my goodness. I mean, I do love like a cute little rom-com that gets me in my feels for sure. Oh my gosh. Do you know what is so funny and so cringy maybe? <laughs> Embarrassing to admit, but I love anything with um adam sandler and drew barrymore so like never been no wait is that it ribbon kiss no adam sandler's not in that but that was a good one <laughs> 50 first dates blended like they're just so cute and they're just they just feel so good to just be in that world with them <laughs> i totally agree especially the 50 first dates every oh. time that certain song comes on that when she's painting just so i yeah. won't give any spoiler alerts to anybody who hasn't seen that movie please go watch that movie because you're right. It just makes my heart so happy. Every time I watch that, just his commitment to loving this woman, like that is not cheesy. You, Yeah, yeah we, we are soul sisters. I love it. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Okay, pass the first one. I feel better now. <laughs> yeah, you got an Let's A+. Let's keep going. <laughs> you got an A+. Plus. Good job. <laughs> All right, how about this? Sweet, salty, or savory? Oh my gosh, all of them. But if I had to choose sweet. For sure. Biggest sweet tooth ever. <laughs> and because I know you're in maternal mommy mode right now, wondering, just being nosy, have cravings started or have your taste buds changed since becoming pregnant? So funny because I am like typically my my food of choice or the restaurants that I always pick are some sort of like Asian cuisine. So like Thai food or sushi or like Something, something like that, which does tend to lead more um, sweet, you know, like a curry or something. And since baby, I have been so into Mexican food and spicy. And that is not like a typical thing for me. In fact, um, through my own health journey, I've learned that tomatoes, peppers, nightshades in general are not necessarily my friends. <laughs> and so it is surprising for me to be you know, really excited about a taco with like these tomatoes on them because 
because I normally try to avoid them. But oh my gosh, baby girl, she is into it. (laughs) That is so sweet. Oh, so cute. Thank you for sharing that with us. All right. Let's see. How about this? As a brand strategist, I know you have an inbox. So would you say inbox zero or inbox 10,000? Oh my God, it's totally 10,000. <laughs> but it's because yes. I have so many emails, you know, I and they're really from back in the day. So I should really clear them out too. But yeah, yeah, it is what it is. It's okay. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. And last but not least, would you be willing to share one of your favorite childhood memories in the kitchen? Of course. Okay. So in the kitchen, we do funny things with pancakes with my family. It's it's so funny. I didn't realize that it was a weird thing until I grew up and, you know, found a partner, I got married and I started to cook these things called scrambled pancakes or rolled up pancakes. Yeah. He gave me a look like that too. Just <laughs> <laughs> so, for our podcast listeners who are listening and can't quite see the YouTube video. Uh, which, by the way, we are on YouTube if you want to watch this podcast episode. But yes, I just gave Trish the side eye. I'm so curious. I'm also leaning in. So tell us more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so honestly, so scrambled pancakes, like how it happened, I, as an adult, I was thinking like, what is this? You know, what happened? Did my grandma just one day dump the pancake batter into the into the pan and, you know, mess it up, wasn't able to flip it and start scrambling the pancakes? So you get these chunks of pancakes and they are like little pillows and nuggets of deliciousness, right? That are coated with, you know, whatever syrup or we would do honey sometimes. Um, and it's just, they're delightful. <laughs> that sounds amazing. They're good. But I just uh, recently made um, an incredible friend from Germany and she said that it's actually a very common practice in Germany. And I can't remember what the name, because it's difficult, obviously, for me to pronounce. <laughs> it is an actual thing where they make scrambled pancakes. And so generations past, I do have some ancestors, you know, from Germany. So that makes sense, I guess. Maybe they passed it down in that way. <laughs> so not so funny, I guess. That is fascinating. And you're giving me a new challenge. I've got my kiddos this weekend. So I'm going to pull out the gluten-free batter and see if it works the same way because that actually could be really delicious, it sounds like. They're really good. You just, you just got to keep going and chopping them and making them smaller. It's, they're really fun. <laughs> Send me a photo. I'm excited. <laughs> okay, I'm making notes right now. Make scrambled pancakes and send photo to Trish. Done. Oh my gosh. In fact, for your whole community, like, can you please just all tag us in this if you decide to do it? Because I will feel so vindicated. I'll show my husband, look, people are doing this. <laughs> I love it. And of course, we'll have it in the show notes. But tell us, where should people tag you? Um, you're welcome to come connect with me at trishtaylor.co on Instagram. I would love to say hello. And I would love to cheer you on in the kitchen. <laughs> mm. Fabulous, 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 fabulous. So speaking of fabulous You know my heart. I believe every single person listening to this podcast, every single person in both of our communities are already fabulous as they are, who they are. And so to tie that to our title of today's chat is feeling more confident in your body right now. I know you have led the charge in this conversation in a lot of ways. And so 
I would just love to hear more. Like one, how did you come to know this? Because I imagine it wasn't a straight line, just being a female in the United States. I, I think it's fair to make that assumption. <laughs> and then two, I'd love to hear just more about your feelings about that subject. Oh my gosh. Yes. And you're right. Nothing is ever linear, is it? And so <laughs> the journey has been such a beautiful winding road and and a lot to do with my own personal journey and and of course, like the clients that I have helped along the way. And so um, I think so many of us can find ourselves in in a position like that where we are entrepreneurs or business owners where we're helping people or just women in general with big hearts who want to give back in a in an area that we've learned to support ourselves in. And so, gosh, I remember growing up and always feeling uncomfortable in my body. No matter what size I was, you know, I'm a relatively tall woman. And so I'm like five, eight, and even as a size like two, you know, a hundred and whatever, 15 pounds, I would be covering myself, you know, like I would feel uncomfortable in bathing suits. I wouldn't want to like run around or we would do things in college, right? We'd do like an undie run and I never wanted to be a part of that. I even remember one time like, like staying behind, like missing out on the fun and the memories of these college moments because I felt so self-conscious. And a lot of that was to do with my family and upbringing. And, you know, it's, it's nothing that they did intentionally, but it is a societal standard that we are all navigating through. And we're all so often attaching our worthiness to external validation. So do you fit in a certain size? Do you look a certain way? Is your skin smooth, right? That like, do your thighs touch? You know, all of these things were things that went through my head, even as like an adolescent, because I was seeing it modeled in front of me too. And so when I went off to college to become a celebrity stylist, I was in LA and I was working with these inc incredible people, you know, who, who had trainers and nutritionists and their entire job was to, was to uphold this certain standard of beauty, right? And so quickly I became disillusioned with the celebrity styling industry. It was so fun and so creative with all of the clothing, right? It's, it's literally like dressing people in art. But what I realized was I was missing the the human connection, making someone feel good, being seen, feeling worthy of being seen. And I didn't know it until I went back to school and I got my master's in counseling because I was desperately trying to find a way to link these two worlds together, to try to like bridge my experience of how do I feel good in my body? Why is it that clothes are really helping me like feel comfortable? I was using them as a tool of expression, a tool of support versus how, you know, how in the celebrity styling world, it was really just um, showcasing certain designers. <laughs> and so that's where my career kind of evolved. That's where, <laughs> that's really where my journey of self-love started. Because when I started working with personal clients, so I said goodbye to my celebrity clients and I said hello to working with incredible men and women. And I started working with them both. 
And I didn't have a very specific niche, right? I wasn't working with entrepreneurs just yet. I didn't have anything really, really nailed down in my messaging and marketing. And I was just kind of playing. I was trying to feel comfortable. And in doing so, I had to start showing up too. (laughs) So it was a whole nother layer of this like uncomfortable, gut-wrenching visibility that I was now finding myself less the supporter behind the scenes because that's what I was as a stylist, right? I was behind the camera. I was fixing things. I was propping someone else up. I was making them feel amazing and wonderful and speaking words of affirmation to them because so often we don't see ourselves as clearly as someone else does. And that really is one of my superpowers. I can hold space for someone and see them like right into their soul. I almost miss your body and I can see who you are at, as like an essence. Um, yeah. So then I started to show up myself. I started to get visible. I started to meet clients online. But really the most uncomfortable part for me was actually posting photos of myself. And so when I started to get into this world of entrepreneurship, I started to really narrow down the people that I was loving working with. And it was less of my everyday um, clients like searching for the perfect genes. And it was more about helping other entrepreneurs feel comfortable taking up more space, comfortable telling their story in an interesting and creative way, expressing themselves through their brand photos in a way that they've never done it before. Because so many times when we go to post photos of ourselves, oh, like it just, we get like, I don't know, hundreds of photos back and there's like one that we like, you know, and we're just so, we're like cringing, scrolling through these galleries. And so I had experienced that myself. And so I developed something called the Batch Wardrobe that was a blueprint, a guideline to help other entrepreneurs create six months worth of content and six outfits that they were going to look and feel amazing in. And my goal was really to help the most people as possible finally feel comfortable in their body right now without having to wait. Mm. Because so many of my clients were saying, oh, I, I really want to get visible Like, I really want to start posting these photos of myself. I really want to update my website. I really want to create this uh, presence online. But I just, I'm going to wait, you know, until I lose those extra 10 pounds. And both you and I know, like, 10 pounds is not going to do a lot if we are still not comfortable in our bodies, right? Me as a size 2, now I'm a size 12 right? Like uh, there's a big gap. My body looks very different, but I am so much more confident right now than I was at a size two. And love it. Love it. Yeah. And there's nothing you could have said to me as a size two when I was in that frame of mind. Oh, I'm, I'm worthy of this attention. I'm worthy of being seen. I'm worthy of posting photos of myself. It wasn't until I had this introspective moment, this transition when I was like, oh, it's actually so much more than just the size of my body. I'm mm-hmm. actually not attached to this exterior validation anymore. I was able to cut those cords. And so through the batch wardrobe, I was able to help other people do that as well. And so that's kind of where it all began. <laughs> that is incredible. I want to highlight a few nuggets you just said. I was 
taking notes rapidly because I'm like, oh, truth bomb. Oh, truth bomb. And when I start to get like full body goosebumps, I'm like, okay, that's when I know this is divine. And that's when I know I'm hearing the truth. So you mentioned that you were attaching your worthiness to external validation. You also shared a little insight about your experience dressing celebrities, which a lot of what you said, I like to call hiding in plain sight because you were there, you were pouring into these celebrities. And yet it sounds like you gave them and their energy a lot more credibility than perhaps your own until you went to school, you did the work, as I like to call it, the work, quote unquote. So looked at it spiritually and emotionally and found out, wait a minute, I am just as worthy to pour into myself and to take up space. That's another thing you said that I love, love, love. I have two teenage daughters and I do as much as I can to put nuggets in here and there to remind them that, yes, they are just as worthy and valuable as anybody else in their classroom to take up that space, to advocate for themselves, to raise their hand and say, uh, excuse me, can we go over that again? Or excuse me, I have the answer to that. So taking up space, I love that you use that term. So can we talk a little bit more about the outside validation because I will tell you that in a lot of my nutrition programs and a lot of the clients I work with, we talk about the steps as far as protein, healthy fat, and fiber at every meal. And we talk about designing a meal plan that works for you. But the Achilles heel and or the point that people get really tripped up on is oh, I see what you're saying, Michelle, but I can't spend money on organic or I can't make the time to meal plan because I have, you know, two kids I have to drop off at school. Oh, I have a partner who doesn't want to eat gluten-free. Oh, I have a demanding boss who needs me on call 24-7. But it feels like there's always these outside, which I say lovingly, excuses. But I truly think it's a worthiness conversation because I think when we feel worthy, that's when we're like, oh, nope. This is my boundary. This is how I want to show up. And I know that I need to pour into myself before I can be there for my friends, for my community, for my coworkers. And so tell me more, just your feelings about how people, maybe even some tactical tools if you have any, how people can just start feeling more validated to make better choices for their own bodies. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love this so much. And I think that first it always starts with awareness, right? Even realizing that we're doing it. Um, I'm so grateful to see that I had worked with a mentor years back. And one thing that she really instilled was make yourself comfortable, you know, like stop sacrificing your own comfort, your own basic needs and desires, <laughs> like literally creature comforts for other people. Like as simple as we were on retreat when she was talking about this and she was saying like, do you want to sit in a chair? Sit in a chair, right? Like don't, don't sit on the floor if you don't want to. Like, because so often so many of us are, are removing our own needs so that other people can feel more comfortable. And of course, like that's what we're trained to do as like respectful, like members of society. And, and to a certain extent, of course, like I believe in, in like politeness and kindness and nurturing and also, first, we have to put the mirror up to ourselves and make sure that we are being kind 
that we are nurturing ourselves, that we are giving ourselves the same love and respect that we give to others. Because once we pour into our cup, then we can give from the overflow. And so I think that that's like the very beginning. So just being aware that you are not filling up your cup first. And (laughs) what I found in my own journey is that saying yes to myself, even little tiny micro yeses led to so many bigger like leaps and bounds of being able to call in more more comfort and less need for other people's opinions and and validation. I definitely would have been one of those people who would have asked for others' opinions. Like I don't I'm a Libra, right? And so they say Libras are indecisive, but I don't I don't necessarily feel that way about myself. And then I, I will not argue with you. I think it's because I've done this work around trying to get comfortable with my desires. Mm. Oh, that's what I want. And it's not wrong for me to want that. Oh, okay. And so I think it's about saying little tiny micro yeses to yourself and then building upon that. So maybe for your clients, it's about buying, you know, one organic fruit that week, you know, and seeing how luxurious the taste is, how much like richer it is, how much better their body feels like when they're actually craving an apple. Like we don't necessarily crave an apple because all of the flavors and all of like the juicy nutrients have been like stripped away in other farming practices, right? So if we can then give ourselves the gift of nurturing ourselves in this way, which is maybe one thing, then maybe we see this snowball effect start to compound in our life. That is brilliant. I'm actually going to try that today. This evening when I journal, I'm going to look at what is one micro yes that I that I can start practicing this week. Thank you for that. And it's so beautiful because you present yourself as a brand strategist coach, a wardrobe coach, the magnetic marketing coach. And so... On the surface, it's like all the beauty out here. But as we're talking to you, we can see so clearly how much you believe in people and how much you are able to pull out the best in people. And so one, thank you. And two, do you have any other tools that we can practice? We're going to try the making space for ourselves. We're going to try the micro yeses. Do you have one more tool or tip that people in my community can take away from this conversation? Sure. I have a style-related one. I mean, I am a stylist, right? I should talk yes, about bring that. it. I would love it. <laughs> Good. Okay, great. I am interrupting this beautiful conversation to ask you, do you have a service or a product that would serve, also known as support women over 40? If so, I would love to invite you to be a sponsor of this podcast, We are growing, my friends. It is so thrilling to see how many downloads we're getting. Every week it's increasing, and that means the backside of this show needs to grow as well. And so to do that, we would love to partner with you to sponsor Healthy Sexy Nutrition. So if you or your organization are interested, please go to michellefox.com forward slash podcast You are also welcome to send us an email to hello at michellefox.com and someone from our team will get back to you as soon as possible. 
So again, if you believe that we are in alignment supporting women over 40, we would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get back to the show. So it's actually three tips within one, but it's really just a way to dress your body at any size right now. And I tend not to use the word flattering because I think that so many of us attach like other meanings to that word sometimes. And so what I like to say is to feel really good in your body so that you love the way that you look in your body, in your photos right now, right? That's the whole point of this, what we're, this conversation that we're having, right? For you not to wait, for you to say yes right now, for you to make space and express yourself right now. So let's not wait until you have to lose those 10 pounds or get back into those skinny jeans. So right now, let's open up the conversation how we can use our wardrobe, our style as a tool to support our bodies. And so there's a few things that you can do to really elongate your frame, to make you feel comfortable and confident from all the angles, wearing clothes that you even have in your closet right now. And it's just about paying attention to the proportions of your body. And so inside the batch wardrobe, I dive into this really deep, but this is good for every body type and every body shape. So as long as you have some sort of V-neck, or if you have a necklace that creates a V-shape or a scarf that's a V-shape, Something, and I am totally not following this rule <laughs> today. <laughs> okay, everybody, look over at me. Look over at me for this one. Okay, but, yes. But I'm kind with you. of, because I have these long drawstrings. So there's different oh. ways that you can play with this. It's not about wearing the same uniformed thing every day, but it's about being mindful about the shapes that you're creating with your wardrobe on your body. And so if you can create this V shape, so from neck, to kind of chest, even if it goes longer to your waist, then it starts to draw the person's eye, like someone else's eye in and up towards your face. So we look less um, broad on top, right? If you have a larger chest, if your shoulders are broader, if you have a petite frame and you want to draw your eye in and up, we always want people to notice us are like feeling good in your clothes, having cute clothes, like that is a beautiful cherry on top. But really these beautiful clothes are a gateway for someone to get to know the real you more. So we Mm -hmm. want them to see you first and then to look at your clothes and be like, oh, she's got some style. Like, oh, I see her personality. So that's the first thing. just stepped in the room. Exactly. (laughs) You light up a room, you know? Yes. (laughs) So... The first thing is that V shape around your face. The second is to highlight your waistline. And so that's your natural waistline. And so that's different for everybody. But typically, if you play that little game, you know, with little kids like the I'm a little teapot game where you put one hand on your hip and the other one's out and you kind of bend where you find that bend, that's your natural waist. And so typically Uh it's like two inches above your belly button. Yeah, I did not know that. Okay, that makes sense. It's an easy hack, right? But if you can highlight that part of your body, then that creates a natural proportion for visual lengthening. Mm -hmm. And so that's why when you look at celebrities, like on the red carpet, they all look like the same height. You know, they're not all standing in a line or next to each other. You you don't know that one of them is 4'11 and the other one is 6'2", you know? They all look like a consistent height because 
their proportions are all correct and exact with their wardrobe. And so we can do that too. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is fantastic. The third thing is to add layering. So layering pieces like a bomber jacket or a leather jacket or a blazer or a kimono or some sort of cardigan or duster, like all of these things that you would put over a t-shirt or a blouse or something like that, that gives a lengthening effect, a column-like draping, right? That allows your eye then to focus on the interior portion. So like the pop of color from your blouse or a different texture or a pattern or whatever that is encased by the layering piece. So not only is that lengthening, but it's also feeling like more polished, like you mm-hmm. like you planned, you know, your outfit, like it, you took a little bit longer to prepare this look. We're a little bit more stylish and elevated, but really you're just putting on a layer. It's no big deal. <laughs> if you follow those three things, you create a V-shape, you highlight your waist and you wear a layering piece, you instantly elevate your look and you feel comfortable in your body in whatever size you are every single day. Mm. And this is why I just cannot get enough of Trish Taylor. Oh, my goodness. Every time I talk to you, sincerely, my friend, I learn something new. And even in my excitement of getting ready for today's episode, I'm like, am I dressed appropriately? Do I have my V-neck? What else did Trish tell me? Okay, think, think, think. Okay. And I think you gave me an A plus when we signed on. So thank you for helping me to elevate my look, which it as you said, it does elevate my confidence when I actually just take even just one small step of like putting an actual blouse on versus putting my t-shirt on that I'm more comfortable in, I will say. However, (laughs) I think one of the tips you shared with me a couple of weeks back is, and tell me if if I'm quoting this correctly. You said, I show up more confidently online and doing live stories when I actually put effort earlier that morning into my appearance. And so that's actually stuck with me. So thank you for that. Of course. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And that was a lesson that I had to learn as well, right? Because working from home and working virtually with so many of my clients, I would tend to be like, you know, in leggings and a top knot and no makeup. And then I would be less likely to hop on stories, especially when I was in that phase of confidence building Um, now I can happily say that I can hop on Instagram stories, sans makeup. I even filmed a reel the other day without makeup. And I was like, who am I? Who is this woman? (laughs) But but this is a grown up woman who is doing the work. Bravo. Right. But it's because not only in my life do I say like micro yeses to things to support my body, but also in my wardrobe too. So like, That's what I mean by it can snowball and compound in so many areas. Like in my closet, I don't have things that don't feel good on my body. Mm. They just don't exist. And back in the day, I used to do like, here's a fun little story. I used to do in-person styling and I would go to people's wardrobes, like their actual closets in their homes. And oh my gosh, I have so many so many funny stories. <laughs> but I think we'll have to have you back. I think we should do like a celebrity expose, even keeping names out. But you could tell us maybe some of the really funny and maybe bizarre stories that you ran into. Well, one of them, <laughs> one of the bizarre ones, like totally activated my allergies. I'd never had allergies before, but her closet was so dusty. I was like, 
we haven't touched these things since the 90s. Like legit, there's a like an inch of dust on this, my friend. Like what is this doing in your closet? But she was holding on to it because she was hoping that she would fit into it eventually. But why? You know, she's like, she was no longer that person. She never, she didn't like the style anymore. I get a keepsake, a million percent. I'm not a monster. <laughs> I have a bunch of clothes that mean something to me. And so I get that. But if we're holding on to something because, gosh, we want to fit back into it and it's just a daily constant reminder, it's going to make you feel worse. And then you're going to put on like, ratty leggings because like the cute jeans that you want to wear don't fit. And then that's where I was not showing up confidently in stories. I was a new entrepreneur with, with uh, like a bigger body and I was trying to get comfortable. And so my clothes weren't fitting me. I wasn't feeling like the quote unquote stylish stylist I should be. And so I was wearing these things that just didn't represent who I was because I didn't feel worthy of shopping in this body that I had right now. And so finally, I said no to that because all of my clients in their wardrobe, I had learned this lesson. They would pull out these items and they'd be embarrassed and they'd say, oh my God, like, don't judge me, but I have this in here and I like hate it, but I wear it every day. <laughs> but that but why? my heart, right? It right. breaks my heart. And so I would look at them and I would just ask them why, you know? And so we would build better alternatives around it. You know, I, I really love this shirt because it's so comfortable, right? Like t-shirts are more comfortable for me, but I can't find any that feel good on my body. And this one doesn't fit anymore. And this is like my only option. Well, let's expand our options. Let's get rid of the things that don't serve us. Let's clean it up. It's like literally cleaning up the energy and bringing in new good stuff. And so, yeah, so I'm able to show up like you said, more confidently on stories because I'm, I have a wardrobe now that represents who I am. Mm. So beautiful. And so 30 minutes goes by so fast. I have so many more questions, but I'm also just so grateful for these juicy gems that you have dropped on us. And I know you have a community that is blessed enough to get these juicy gems on the regular. Will you tell us a little bit about that membership? Oh my gosh, I'd be so grateful to chat about it. Thank you so much. I have a community called Scale and Style. And so it's a hybrid group coaching and styling and visibility container where we truly start to feel comfortable in our mind, body, and brand so that we can elevate our visibility online. And you feel supported along the way. You know, like so many places I think are so are are so good at helping with one specific thing. But I think when we consider showing up online. I can't just have a conversation with you about clothes without also talking to you about loving yourself first. We can't talk about creating this magnetic visibility for your brand without talking about style and then the conversation about worthiness of being seen and taking up space and posting something that feels like a little edgy, but it's going to be like salve for the soul for your soulmate clients. So it's it's a beautiful container to just be seen, feel heard, and express yourselves. We do monthly, uh, bi-monthly coaching calls and just so much fun. What a gift. What a sincere gift you are to your community. What a sincere gift you are to my community. Where can we find you to get more of your goodness? <laughs> Thank you so much. I would love to connect with you. I'd love to say hello and hear 
what you thought of our conversation here and how I can support you more. You can come say hi at Instagram at trishtaylor.co. And I have lots of juicy freebies inside that link in the bio. So I'm happy to keep continuing supporting. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been an enriching conversation. You, my friend, are a ray of sunshine in my life. Thank you for that. And thank you for showing up for this conversation. I am grateful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful for our new and deep and profound and beautiful friendship. And I just cannot wait to see what comes. Thanks so much for listening to Healthy Sexy Nutrition. Have you been driving, doing laundry, or walking around the neighborhood? Sweet! I've got show notes for you at michellefox.com forward slash podcast. Click over there when you are ready. I will let you know that on the page, you will find resources to support what you just learned on today's show. And of course, you can grab some health supportive freebies as well. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so honored if you would leave a review on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It will help me with my mission to build healthier communities, one person at a time. Big love from your favorite culinary nutritionist and health coach. And until next week, keep showing up for yourself and know that you and your health matter. 